Hello and welcome to this Brussels to Beijing policy podcast from S&P Global Platz. I'm Siobhan Hall, Platz's expert on European Union energy policy based in Brussels, and I'm joined from London by jet fuel market specialist Caroline Knight and European carbon market specialist Frank Watson. Now, the big news this month is that the aviation industry has agreed for the first time to start offsetting its greenhouse gas emissions from 2021 using a voluntary global market-based mechanism. So, Caroline, how is this likely to impact the jet fuel market? Well, in the short to medium term, we're expecting to see airlines investing even more in fuel efficiency and in upgrading their fleets to reduce how much fuel they use, because that's just a good way to cut their costs and their emissions at the same time. Okay, well, that sounds sensible. But I understand that the global aviation sector is expected to grow. So, Frank... Are aviation emissions still likely to rise in the coming years? Yes, Siobhan, they are. The agreement reached this month by ICAO, that's the International Civil Aviation Organization, aims to offset the growth in global aviation emissions after 2020. The plan is to do this through technical improvements like the fuel efficiency that Caroline mentioned just now, but mainly through buying international offset credits from carbon reduction projects in other sectors. Right. So... Airlines will have to make investments and buy credits. So how much is this likely to cost them? Well, it's uncertain at the moment, but the International Air Transport Association estimates it will be between $1.5 billion and $6.2 billion per year by 2025. That's about 0.2 to 0.6% of total expected international aviation revenue by 2025. But it's likely to rise over time. And it could go as high as $24 billion per year by 2035. I'd add that fuel is still one of the biggest costs for airlines. Um, I mean, it can be up to 20% of their costs. So saving fuel is always a good move. And oil prices won't be at the $45, $50 per barrel price that they are right now. By 2020, the oil price could be a lot higher. And so saving fuel becomes even more worthwhile over time. Okay, so it sounds like This is not a big blow to demand for jet fuel because the expected growth in demand for flights will offset the fuel efficiency savings. Yes, that's right. The ICAO agreement isn't a cap-and-trade system like the EU emissions trading system. It's an offsetting system, so there's no limit on the supply of international offset credits and there's no constraint on total aviation emissions. Right, and so no limits on supply means that the prices for offset credits are likely to stay low. That's right. There is a chronic oversupply of these credits, uh, certainly from the UN's market-based mechanisms. And if there's no cap on offset projects, my expectation would be that prices will stay at the low end of industry forecasts, perhaps between 6 to $10 per tonne by 2025. Right. So we're not expecting much impact in the offset credit market or the jet fuel market anytime soon. What about the EU emissions trading system? Will the ICO agreement have an impact there? Well, something the airlines will be watching closely is whether the EU extends their exemption for flights into and out of Europe. Airlines already have to surrender ETS credits for flights within Europe, but the EU granted a temporary exemption for intercontinental flights while ICAO worked on this global agreement. Yes, that's right. And so if the EU thinks the ICAO agreement will be effective, it's likely to extend this stop-the-clock exemption until at least 2021, when the ICAO system starts. But there are still lots of details on the offset mechanism to be agreed, and it's hard to know how the European Union will respond longer term. So these are uncertain times for airlines flying into and out of Europe. 
Okay, well, I think the European Commission is likely to propose extending that exemption to 2021 in the coming weeks to give itself time to see how the ICAO agreement plays out. So we should know more on that soon. Caroline, what about the longer term impacts in the jet fuel market? Well, Siobhan, what we could see in the longer term, as in over decades rather than years, is airlines potentially using more biomass in their fuel to reduce emissions. But the problem there is that jet fuel has one of the tightest specifications of any fuel that we use. And for safety reasons, it has to remain that strict. So getting more renewables into it will be very difficult. And expensive, I imagine? Yes. And with the oil price crash back in 2014, most fuels are half the price of what they were, you know, back in 2008. So it's really not economic to look at alternative fuels at the moment. But some airlines have started experimenting with renewables. Norway, for example, is looking at proposals to lower landing fees to airlines using 25% biofuels in their fuel mix. And like I said, oil prices won't be this low forever. You also have to see this in the wider context as well. It's part of global moves to put a price on carbon, and the whole transport industry, including shipping and freight, are facing the same challenges and potentially the same extra costs. And the ICAO agreement gives the aviation industry a clear global time frame for offsetting some of their carbon footprint. The industry was very keen to see everyone in the same system so that it's fair for all. That's exactly right. Without the airlines on board, this agreement just wouldn't fly. Right. Good pun. So... One last quick question about the Paris Global Climate Agreement. So we know now it's going to enter into force next month. Will that impact the aviation sector? No, because the Paris Agreement doesn't cover international transport emissions. These are being tackled by ICAO for Aviation and the International Maritime Organization for Shipping. Okay, so uh, we're going to see the Paris Agreement perhaps have an impact on the wider economy It sounds like the ICAO agreement won't have much impact on aviation directly, but it's part of a wider global shift to tackle carbon emissions. That's all we have time for today. Thanks for listening and tune in next month for more Platt's Perspectives on Policy.